Audine ISD is moving in a new way forward, and we want to keep you in the loop. So during each episode of our podcast, we'll bring in new people, people like teachers, students, staff, even district leaders, to talk about all the things happening in Audine ISD. Welcome back to All the Things, the Aldine ISD podcast. Today we're recording, and it's been almost an emotional day. We've recorded two episodes today, and this is like nine of ten of last before the last episode, but we did it. We created a new way to share all the things about the district, all the things about Aldine. I remember very clearly interviewing for the role and Dr. Goffney saying, we don't have a newspaper in Aldine. You have to remember she's from Lufkin. They had newspaper, more than one newspaper specifically for the town. So they covered the school district exclusively. She was like, we're not getting any coverage. What are we going to do? And I won't say it kept me up at night, but it definitely was something I thought about. How are we going to share the news about Aldine? How are we going to tell the stories? There's only so many things you can do on a website. I mean, there's only so many stories you can write and I can bet you $10. Most people aren't reading all of our stories on the website. Although those Monday emails that like recap the week, people read those. And I just kept thinking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then it hit me and I called Velania. Maybe I text her and said, podcast. I text her. I was standing in my bathroom brushing my teeth and I said, podcast, we're going to do it. And that was that. Between she and Luke, they made the magic happen. We've had we had some great folks record music for us, the intro and the exit. Uh April and Bryce, teachers, um, who just said, We got you, we'll take care of you. So we've had a team come together and really help us tell the story of Aldine. Episode nine. We have so much to share, and I hope that um you've enjoyed it. But let me tell you, episode 10 will be one for the memory books. I'm sure of it. And then season two, we're going to try to knock the ball out of the park and come up with new and creative ways. So before I introduce our guest today, I would like to share my top three. And I'll tell you, it wasn't easy to come up with a list. I don't think I'm doing this next year. I get a little rambly, but I do like just talking about three things. But each episode, I'll share three things that are happening in the world things that I'm thinking about, things that you might be thinking about. This week, I'm going to talk about the fact that we are celebrating Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Actually, the month of May is filled with so many celebrations and observations, much like October, which is pretty busy. But I know it's, you know, Lunch Hero Day, Cinco de Mayo falls in this. We have Nurses Appreciation. I think there, there was even a Principal of the Month. This is Teacher Appreciation Week. You know, graduations. It's my birthday month. No one said that. I hope you're all uh, getting your gifts together. It's also uh, School Communicators. Uh, there's a day for us. I think it's at the end of this week or the 9th. One of the, anyway, when y'all look it up, know that school communicators need to be celebrated. But I really want to focus on the fact that we're celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and really give a shout out to all of the leadership team and the core team who said, we're going to celebrate the diversity in the district and we're going to do it in unique ways. Uh, I remember I, I wasn't here for Hispanic Heritage Month. I think I was out one day, but I saw all of the photos where staff members across the district were were dressed up in, in their finest garbs. And, you know, even this this week, as we're planning uh, for AAPI Month, We've been trying to figure out what are we going to wear? And we're looking at everything from saris to um you know, kimonos or what can we pull together to really celebrate the the heritage? And what you find is the limited scope that you know is so small. You know, you have one idea of what you think represents a, a culture. And when you really start digging, you learn so much more. I learned a phrase this week, mirrors and windows. And so when you learn something about yourself, it's a mirror. But when you're looking into someone else's culture or into another um, area, it's a window. Uh, I think that during cultural awareness observations in these months, 
these months, you really are looking into another culture, but you can also be mirroring yourself and learning how that culture is not so far away from yours. Uh, so I love that we're celebrating and can't wait to see how schools across the camp, across the district are going to highlight um, this special month at the end of the week. Uh, of course, we cannot uh, get get through this episode without talking about how we're going to finish the year strong. With just a few weeks left in the school year, many people are thinking about the end of the COVID chapter, how we're closing this chapter and, and celebrating that we've made it. But the truth is, is that we're hosting celebrations, activities, momentous occasions, and we're still learning while we're doing so. Dr. Goffney has said we're going to go as, sl- as slow as we can, as fast as we must. No, as fast as we can, as slow as we must. I cannot get it right. And I've written a thing. I think the very f- first episode we started and I messed it up. But we're going to do what's best for Aldine, and we're never going to sacrifice learning while while holding close safety. And doing that, we invited students back on May 3rd for the last first day of school. And while it was, you know, maybe a difficult conversation for us to have, and, and it, it made some challenging, some challenges to our everyday work, we really wanted to use this as an opportunity to, to tell students, you can come back and you can finish the year safely. What we've learned uh, throughout the year is that all of the precautions we took worked. So when you wear your mask, you wash your hands, and you watch your distance, you know, COVID cases in our district have been relatively low. That doesn't say that we don't have them. That doesn't say that, you know, students and staff members did get sick, but there was no large community breakout or community spread that that we were all really kind of bracing for. So good news to those who made it. And, you know, those who came back, Students, welcome back. You have just a few more weeks to finish the year strong. And uh, teachers, staff members, you know, keep your head above the water. You can see the finish line right in front of you. And and we made it. Uh, Dr. Gavney is 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 kind of previewing what next year's hashtag and theme may be. Um, my team's looking at me like, what? Uh, she's kind of said, she said, puede. Yes, we can. She said, you know, we did hard things this year and, you know, next year we can do more. We can do what's best for kids. So Si Se Puede is is floating in the air. Yes, we can. It's floating in the air. But, you know, we'll do some work over the summer and really think about how we frame the upcoming year. But we are going to finish strong and finish safe I want to make sure everyone knows that the work that you do is appreciated. And we made it. We're so close to the finish line. Right as we get close to the finish line, I love that we're pausing this week to celebrate Teacher Appreciation Week. In a year that's filled with so many challenges and so many obstacles and so many what nows, uh, it's good to really celebrate those who are on the front line of the work that we do every day, and those are teachers. So this week is Teacher Appreciation Week. Um, we really have been celebrating the differences that students, that teachers have on the lives of our students each and every day. And um, what I've heard is being a teacher is a thankless job. I can't really put into words the amazing job that our teachers do. You know, it's nothing like going visit a classroom and seeing a teacher, you know, dressed up because it's a themed day or, you know, watching my team come in and be like, man, I ran into this awesome teacher when I was at XYZ campus and we've got to do something on them or, you know, meeting someone in the grocery store and they're telling me a story about their teacher or You know, even watching as people post on social media when they're like, I had a teacher in the second grade. Her name was Miss XYZ. Teachers are really the connection for all of us. They've changed our lives in so many ways. The teachers in Alden have weathered storms, taught in person, taught virtually. Some did both. Some taught from their kitchen tables. Some taught from the library at their school. Uh, They've added the word asynchronous to their word bank. Uh, We've now heard them talk about wit and wisdom. We've heard them talk about, you know, words that we just never would have imagined. Pandemic, uh, social distancing, all those new words or words that we're using. Uh, But they've done it with a smile under their mask. 
and they've done it uh, at a distance. You can see them glowing and really celebrating how they're continuing to teach and how students are continuing to learn. So we thank you and we appreciate you. And I'm so very lucky to do the job that I do and have the opportunity and the space to celebrate teachers across our district, which makes this episode a very, very, very special one. We'll hear from our two Aldean ISD Teachers of the Year, Ms. J and Mr. Luna. I'm excited to have two special guests today. Ms. Brianna, she told me how to say this, Jagged Zinski, also known by her students as Ms. J. She's the 2021 Alden ISD Elementary District Teacher of the Year. That's a whole mouthful. She's a sixth grade English language arts teacher at Houston Academy, The Village. Uh, Miss J has the gift of teaching. She has the ability to light up a classroom, inspire both students and teachers just by her presence. I'll tell you that's very true. Although this is part of her bio, she walked in here and the whole room felt like it was smiling. And she can interact uh, and touch children at their core. Miss J has the innate ability to connect and communicate with those she serves using a student-centered approach that emphasizes creativity, fosters personal expression, and openly encourages leadership and growth as tools for achieving academic excellence. All that to say... She cares about her kids. In fact, she's excited that they're going to take the star next week. <laughs> she was, I am. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> tell us why. Tell me why you're excited. Well, I just, I I guess I just am so proud of my kids all the time. I mean, everybody has been, I feel like a mild celebrity in the district. Absolutely. Like, oh my gosh. All this stuff. Like, hold on. I, I'm booked for a podcast on <laughs> Tuesday evening. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. But I keep on saying that the best part about the whole thing, you know, it I, it is so amazing. I just feel like still very honored. But the best part about the whole thing is that my kids have that recognition that they deserve. My community that I work in, you know, Houston Academy, I feel like they brought me in as a spring chicken. They gave me a shot. And those kids have been like my whole heart. They deserve that spotlight. I mean, really, me, I just like am kind of behind them. And it's like, I feel like it's just me and my peeps. But they deserve <laughs> that. I mean, they do. It's so, they're amazing. I Every day, I mean, I, I look at them and I'm like, that was so profound. That was so amazing. Like, you're going to rock it one day. I mean, they're rocking it right now. But they're going to go out there and just shine. I mean, I'm proud of them. And they deserve all of it. All the the people coming to visit them and see them. And I, I I do want them to take the star. I mean, I'm so excited. They're kind of like meh about it because they're big and bad sixth graders and they're ready to go on to seventh grade. They're ready. But I have full confidence in our whole team. You know, all uh, all everybody on in ELA, you know, we have loved what we taught this year and we're ready for them to go for it because we just feel like regardless you know, we we just want to see where they're at. We want to see, you know, what the, if they gained anything, you know, what they gained because we did, you know, we piloted the new curriculum this year, Wit and Wisdom, and it's completely different than last year. But like I was um, kind of saying before with you, you know, this year was just so different. It was so different than all the other years because everybody has been through so many challenges. It was like challenge after challenge, after setback, after setback. After challenge. Yeah, after challenge. It was like the storm and COVID and everything else in between. And the kids are just the definition of resilient. And my focus wasn't on, you know, data, 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 even though data is so important. It's so important and it leads instruction. I we still use it and we still study it and it is very important. But this year was all about, you know, the love, you know, creating that environment in the classroom, in the school, you know, every single interaction that you make with the kids, you know, every teacher is the reason that they want to come there. They are the reason that they want to remember that little, little tip that you told them. Oh, I know it. I know it, Miss Shay. I remember what you said, right? I just think that it's all about it's all about the love. That was it this year for me. And regardless of how they do, I'm still going to just it, they're going to hold a special place in my heart this year because of all this and because of what a year that we tackled together. I just think it's amazing. They're 
They're really special kids. So, well, Mr. Luna, thanks for showing up. But that has ended our show. <laughs> <laughs> She's been everything. Exactly, she did it all. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I um I I don't think we knew that when we like booked the you know teachers of the year that like we really probably need we'll have a longer episode this time because there's a reason why you guys are you know many celebrities as you said you are passionate about the job that you do so um congratulations to you both again let me d- give you let me give you your uh your shine your appropriate shine let me read your bio Mr. Jaime Luna is the 2021 Alden ISD Secondary District Teacher of the Year, and he's a Spanish teacher over at Davis Senior High School. Mr. Luna believes all students should be engaged in the world around them and that education helps create global citizens. He always knew that he wanted to work in a field that would have a lasting impact on the world. Teaching will do that. And Mr. Luna empowers his students to explore their interests and helps them understand how they can pursue what they enjoy. So welcome you both to the podcast, All the Things. Mr. Luna, she took her time. You give me what you got. Tell me about the year. Tell me about what it feels like. Are you a mini celebrity? How many autographs have you given out? It's It's been really weird because I don't like the spotlight. I've never liked it. I don't think my kids realize the magnitude of it. And then when I would... They'd be like, wait, did you get something? I was like, yeah, I got this. And they're like, oh my God, why aren't you like more excited? I was like, because like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Um, you know, uh, being at my school, like my department and my um, principals and APs and all my coworkers, they like make a big deal out of it. Where I'm just like, no, it's okay. Like, you know, more props to you guys because I learned from all of you. Well, y'all do have, like, at least I've been here three years. The last three have come from Davis. Yes, so I'm so the first one in a row. <laughs> there's something super important and something magical happening over Davis High School. So. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is because we support each other. I know for myself, um, I was supporting not just from my team and from um, like my APs and principals, but like again, like I said, coworkers. But even like other teachers in other departments are super supportive of everything that I do. And um, I think for myself, once the kids realize like they I won this award, they're like okay, like, we need to, like, show up and, like, prove out. I'm like, no, you guys don't have to do anything different. You just got to please just be yourself and, like, please do my work. You know, like, <laughs> please do one assignment for the week. I'll be happy. Um, just please, you know. But they've been—it's just been, like, very surreal. Like, I don't make a big deal of it, but— um, So I also work with the band program. And so anytime, like, the band director introduces me to somebody, he always makes it a big deal. Like, and he's our district secondary teacher of the year. And I'm like, no, Mr. Soto, it's okay. Like, no. No, it's a big deal. But, he, you know, and I guess I'm just not that type of person who's like, I'll be like, yeah, I want it. And everybody else is like, no, like, you should own it. And it's like, I know I should, but it's just one of those things where I, it's, it's hard for me to own something when I feel like there's so many other people who built up who I am as a teacher. So it's kind of like. We all got it, but thank you because, like, you guys helped me get to where I am. <laughs> so it's just been very, um, just a, one of the most surreal experiences ever. And I think it's just really cool because, like, my kids have really noticed it. And I think the the best part is the fact that they're like, yeah, like, you deserve it. Like, how come you've never gotten it before? It's just like, I don't know. I just, I didn't want it. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I've been nominated, like, on the at the campus level. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. And then this year, um, I talked to coworkers and they're like, you should just go for it. Like it's a pandemic year. Like if you're not going to do it now, when else are you going to do it? So I said, okay. And I was like, I probably won't get it. And then I got it and I was like, oh, okay, well this is as far as this. I'll be the teacher who like ends it for Davis. And then they call my name. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, been there with well, that. <laughs> now what? So it's, it's been a great year, but like just kind of always being focusing back on like, how do I make it so that the kids have are having more fun and I was telling Miss Walker, like, you know, today I had my kids who returned back for the first, the last first day of school. And so they were just very like, wait, like you're talking to the class and like you're teaching. I was like, yeah, that's what I've been doing the whole time. Like we are not just on our Chromebooks. You know, I'd say 30 to 45 minutes of my class isn't like lecture, but like discussion. And then the other 45 minutes to an hour is like, hey, okay, now you guys have time to do your work. So get it done. Ask me questions. And we'll kind of go from there. So my kids who've returned, they're like, wow, like, this is what I've been missing all year. I was like, yeah, like. We missed you. Like, Welcome to the class for the next two weeks. We started a new unit. Have fun. Okay, so wait. I'm going to come back to the last first day of school. She's kept a tally. But I really want to tell y'all congratulations officially if you haven't heard it. By the way, we'll see y'all at the board meeting later this month. 
Absolutely. Yes. Uh, another celebration. <laughs> and uh, but but I mean, you really do deserve it. And I, I appreciate with you both what you both said. Like you gave credit to the students. You gave credit to the, you know, the whole team. And that's what makes you a star. You know, it's it's not like you're walking around like, yes, it's me, which is why I could never win teacher of the year because I would be walking around like, excuse me, do you know who I am? Like, I am the teacher of the year. Oh, who cares about secondary? I'm it. Bow down, right? That's what I would do. But, but, I mean, this is only the beginning. We got all next year. We were going to celebrate you yeah. the whole year. Wow. And then there's the opportunity where you can win it all, which is I'm, I'm counting on y'all to win it all. We're going, we're taking over, you know, the region, which we just had a regional yeah, uh, we representative. Yes. We're no going to go further than her state. And then there's the national thing. Yeah. <laughs> we no can pressure. do it together. My no gosh. <laughs> I, can, I see us going big places. You and me, kid. Okay. So, congratulations. And um, you already told me what it feels like. What did your families say or, like, your friends? Do they even get it? Yeah. Well, some of them do, you know. I mean, when it, when it was happening, I didn't really, like, tell too many people about it because I just felt so honored to win for Houston Academy. Like, like I said, that was, like, my place, and it was the first— time that I could get it as a, you know, as a, as a teacher, because, you know, this is my third year. So it was the first time that I could get it for, you know, the, like the big, you know, anyways, I don't know how to explain that, but that was so cool. And then when it went on and, you know, we did the application and stuff and then, you know, we figured out that we were a finalist, you know, that I was a finalist. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So I, my mom, I talked to my mom like four times a day on the phone and her and I were so excited about it, but I was like, you know, it's all good. It's all good. And I didn't tell anybody until the day before the ceremony that, well, you know, hey, I'm, a, dress up. I'm, a, I'm a finalist, like, you know, I'm going to go to this ceremony, but I wanted to tell everybody because I know my family would just kill me if I didn't. So I told everybody about it. And on the like the live broadcast, that was so special to me that Aldine did that because, you know, I'm from Wisconsin and I had like, go pack, go, let's go, Wisco in there. I mean, I had, I mean, I'm telling you, I had like so many supporters in there. My family, my mom and dad's family, like my friends, my best friend and her whole family, like who's my second family. I had everybody on there. They were at work. My mom rented out like a whole boardroom in her work. Are you work kidding? Because wow. I, when I was in high school, I worked, well, I worked there in the summers. So all the people at you know, my job were lined up in the boardroom all waiting. And I just felt like I had so much love all over the country just there. And my kids, oh my God, it was a remote learning day. And they logged on to their parents' Facebook. Let's go, Miss J. We love you. Oh, I, mean, I was like, oh my God. That's so cute. It was so like just the perfect day. And when they all found out, it was like, oh my gosh. And I came down to Texas with three other of my friends from Wisconsin and they student taught with me. And one of my friends stayed back last year and then she went back home. So I was the last one. And they, that was like crazy for them too, because they were like, oh my gosh, this is just so crazy. So I think that some people get the magnitude of it, but some people, you know, like the kids are like, oh great, that's, that's awesome, Miss Jay. What are we learning about today? <laughs> you know, they, so it's, it, it's all good. It, it is really Let's so go Wisco. Cool. You heard that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So did, who rented out the facility? I need to know. No. I actually didn't tell anybody. Like I told my family that I got campus teacher of the year and, you know, I post, posted on Facebook and Instagram and that was it. Like, um, you know, I let my family know like, Oh, I have to do the, the application and answer the questions and all that stuff for um, the district level. But I didn't tell anybody that I made it to finalist round or anything until the day of <laughs> and after it was announced. Cause it was like, I don't know. Cause I've just always been someone who, I know everyone's like, oh, the secret is put it out in there into the universe. It'll come back to you. And I was like, no, no, no. Don't put it out there because then you build yourself up and you let yourself down. So I was like, I'm just going to keep it quiet. And the day before I told my room, I was like, oh, like, hey, do you have anything that's like travel touristy related? Because I don't have anything. He's like, why? I was like, oh, I have to go to this award ceremony type thing. It's like, for what? Like, I'm a finalist. He's like, why didn't you tell us? Like, why aren't you telling people this? I was like, because I, I don't know. I'm just very, like, I don't like to put it out there. Um, 
But as soon like after it happened, I called my parents. Um, I didn't even call them. I didn't call my parents until after the school day ended. So like that's how like uh, I'm not going to tell anybody yet. So like the first people to know were really my campus, and like they apparently were watching it. They're on Facebook and. Um, you know, apparently they told me this. I don't know how true it is, but I'm gonna go with it because I like it. It happened, and they went on the speaker and like four Pete, baby, four Pete Davis, four Pete. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! And it's so cool to like be a part of that legacy of like you know the four teacher in a row to do it and to like again like when I walked back into campus, I was like, I'm just gonna walk in. Like I'm gonna try and like okay, I know if I walk down this hallway, there's not gonna be any teachers because it's around lunchtime. I was that person who was trying trying to hide, and they all saw me, and it was just like. Hey, teacher of the year. Hey, te-. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I felt very embarrassed, but it was also really cool because they were giving me like, I guess my props and everything, but it was just very like, ah, like I was just like very overwhelmed. And I finally told my parents um, in the car. And so then they're, they're the ones that started like telling everybody in my family. So then I started getting messages on Facebook from my family who are on Facebook. So, um, you know, for them, it was just kind of one of those things where we don't talk about it until it happens because we don't want to jinx it. But like once I posted everything on um Instagram and Facebook, like all my friends, pretty much all my friends that I went to school with, they're all, they all work in some type of education or they all understand the magnitude of being teacher of the year. So like they all know what it takes to do this job. They all know what it takes to receive this honor. So it was just a lot of like kudos and a lot of like congratulations and just very like one of those things where I learned a lot from my friends from, you know, I have a lot of friends who are elementary school educators or um, high school educators. So kind of like being able to share those ideas and bouncing back and forth and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things where like, I don't, I don't know. I'm very private in that regards. But then, you know, once it's, once it's happened, I'm like, I'll post it. <laughs> so I'm a poster. And boom. Yeah, <laughs> and I wait boom. until I that moment. It. And I, everything has to be very perfect. So I had to like write everything out perfectly. It was, I'm just like a big deal. I have, Right, I think of everything before I say it. So sometimes, like, like those essays took a long time, even though I did it in a very short time amount of time. It took a long time because I overthink everything. So. That's okay. <laughs> That's what makes you a winner. So um, I've I've seen the videos about you and 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 uh, Luke and I when he's videoing. I never know the winner while he's recording. Neither does he. But we can pretty much guess who the winner is going to be by the, when we watch the video. And I remember when he first started, I said, Luke, tearjerkers. I need people to cry when they watch them. That's like the goal. Well, then, Mr. Luna, <laughs> you beat me to it. And then I couldn't help it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's such a good story. So both of your stories talk about teaching being important to you. Tell me, like, how did you choose teaching or did you always know, like, from your heart that you wanted to teach? You, you want to start? You can go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> start. Um, so I didn't ever knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I remember being little. I'm like, I want. I was like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a veterinarian. Um, at one point, I even told my parents, I was like, I want to be a garbage truck driver. Like, I thought that their job was the coolest. I just wanted the truck. I wanted to push the button <laughs> that crushed the garbage. That's all I wanted to do. And if that could ever happen, I'd be like, yes, dream, dream accomplished. Push the little button. That's all I want. But um, in my sophomore year of high school, our teacher, our English teacher, she made us write an I paper. And so I did mine on what I wanted to be. And um, so I was like, well, let me look into what it what it is to be a teacher. And so I specifically was looking into what it meant to be a social studies teacher. And so I interviewed my world history teacher, Coach Maddox. And um, at that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I want to I want to take I want to be, be this major because you get to study everything about the world and you can pick it because he explained like what his degree was and what his um, courses he had to take. So I was like, I'm done. Like, that's what I want to do with my life, because it's so much fun to get to talk about other cultures and get to learn about other people and how they lived and how what they did impacts us nowadays. And so I wanted to do that. And going forward, my junior year, actually Coach Showers, who was the district elementary principal of the year. She was my English three AP teacher. So um, she um, really instilled like what it meant to be just a good student and watching her be my teacher along with all of my other teachers at um, my high school really kind of showed to me what it meant to be a good teacher. Like I've been very blessed to have really good teachers. And so like having her and coach Berg and, um, Miss K, like they all really kind of instilled what it meant to be a good teacher as far as like, it's not about the content, it's about the kid. <laughs> so that's kind of what led me to do this, 
to kind of follow education because I didn't think I would like it, but I ended up liking it. And then the pathway to Spanish was um, when I was student teaching in Austin at the UT Silver Arts program, we have to do elementary, middle school, and high school before we actually do our um, like student teaching part. So I got to work at an elementary school that um, served students on the east side of Austin. It was Civil Elementary. And I, working with those kids, I was like, oh, this is like really cool. Like I, for a millisecond, I was like, maybe I could do, maybe, maybe I could do third grade. And I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> so I went to middle school and I got to work at one of their magnet schools. And I liked it because the kids, I got to student teach in a regular eighth grade class and in a magnet level eighth grade class. So like those kids were actually focusing on different studies around uh, different cultures around the world, which I thought was really unique for uh, that to happen. And then in between my middle school and high school um student teaching, I made the switch to add Spanish as a major. So then they asked me, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do social studies or do you want to do Spanish? And I was like, well, let me try Spanish at the high school level and see what it is. And I got to do it at one of the magnet schools in Austin. And I really liked it because I think the kids are the reason why I liked it because a lot of those kids, whatever about Spanish, like they weren't, didn't like it. But I remember this one kid who she hated Spanish. Like, absolutely hated it. And you would think that having a kid hate what you really enjoyed would, like, deter you from ever wanting to be it. But she was in um, the school play, and they were doing Evita, and they were actually doing a bilingual version of it. And so here's this kid who hates Spanish, yet she's playing Evita, and so she has to sing the song in Spanish. So, like, well, hey, if you if you want, instead of doing this assignment, you can go ahead and record yourself singing the song in Spanish, and we'll go from there. And she did, and I was like, done. Like, we're, we're good. You've accomplished it because the idea of you had to memorize the song, be able to emote it, and sing it in Spanish. That's the same thing I would ask you to do. Hey, can you read about this and then write it in Spanish for me? Same type of, of same concept, just a different skill. And so I think in that moment, I realized I really wanted to do Spanish because at that point, it's like, it doesn't matter how the kids show you that they can speak or write or com communicate. Cause really that's what it is. If you can communicate in Spanish, then you're golden. You're good. Like I don't, it doesn't matter to me. And so that's just kind of where it's led me to. And there's been lots of ups and downs. This year was not as low of a down as it could have been, but a lot of it's because of the kids. And so that's kind of what led me to kind of stay in this because there were very, there were a lot of moments where I was like, do I really want to do this? And even to this day, like this still, do I want to do this? But then you get in class. Yep. In front of them. And you're like, yes, <laughs> I'm going to do it. So. They're amazing. You want to try that question? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you don't have to, if you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, when I was in middle school, I, I loved school Elementary school, loved school, but it wasn't, I walked in on the first day of sixth grade and it was so different. I mean, I went to a Catholic elementary school. I grew up with the same 20 kids. I was telling you about <laughs> it and that was wonderful. And then I went, my mom changed me to a public middle school. Oh my gosh. To this day, I still get goosebumps about it. I walked in, I didn't know hardly anybody. I knew a couple people from town, but Boom, mind blown. I mean, I was like, is this what it's like to be around 400 kids? I mean, only in my grade, too. There were seventh graders, too. And it was like mind blown. I continue to say that I want I wanted to become a teacher and I realized that I would still love to be a teacher because in especially in the sixth grade, I can give my kids the power to choose who they want to be because you have a blank slate right now. And I keep on telling, you know, people about the sixth grade that it's so special because I get to instill that passion in them. They're at that point in their life where it's like, am I going to love learning or am I going to kind of be like, eh, I don't know if this is for me. And you get to put that inside of them and just like spark up a flame. It is so amazing because I got that in sixth grade. I got that flame and I, wa I was the person who probably the other kids irked the other kids. I had my hand raised for everything. I said, that's fine. That's okay. I know it. I know it though. And you know, I'd be after school studying until I got something right. And I just, I had such a competition with myself to be you know, learn more and, you know, get to know my teachers and, 
you know, get to know other people around, you know, get, I told, I tell my kids this year a lot, especially, I don't know why it's come up so much, but I tell them when you get older, as you get older, try everything, just try it all because, you know, try basketball and try soccer. And if you trip, try a different sport. And if you, you know, can't sing very well, try this and you're going to find your knack. You're going to find your people too. And sixth grade is so um, experimental, you know, in such a beautiful way, you get to find out what you love. And even if you don't like a certain subject, you know, you're going to find your, you, what you really are passionate about. And I wanted to, at first I really didn't, um, I wasn't going to go in for teaching. I, in college, I was pre-med to start and I loved it. And gosh, it wasn't until a chem test that really (laughs) knocked me in the face because I studied all day for it, just like I usually do, you know, student in the front row, 8 AMs all week. And, um, it wasn't, (laughs) yes, it wasn't until this, this test that I studied hours for and my friend next to me who said, did you study for this thing? And I said, yes, I studied all night for this thing, you know, and I, and I get a B on it and grades don't mean everything, but you know, she gets a 94 and she didn't even do anything. I realized then that you can work for anything that you want to work for. You should not let anything stop you, but there are some people who are meant to do things. And I knew that I also loved kids and I knew that I have loved school my whole life. I, I have a saying that I always say, cliche, I've loved school so much that I never wanted to leave. And here I am, <laughs> you know, and, you know, here I am. And I realized then that this is never going to come easy to me. And that's OK, because I'm not meant to do that. There are people who are naturally meant for that. And I said, you know what? I think I know what I'm meant for. And ever since then, bing, 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 I was zip, zip. I still girl in the front row, all my education classes. I loved that. And reading is what I wanted to do. I mean, I find that there's such a power in books. I think that they're so beautiful. It doesn't matter what age range you are. You can make reading exciting for anyone because it's all about, you know, reading and the human experience. And you can connect with any kind of person through a book. I mean, it's beautiful. And I think I've always said that in sixth grade, nobody's favorite subject is reading. I hate to say it, but there's something wonderful about math. You know, you can find the right answer with a strategy and you can find the right answer, but with reading, it's so different. So I've always said that I want kids to think that reading is their superpower and I'm going to make them believe that with, you know, a year with me, I want them to believe that you can do this. Let me tell you, there's some folks right now who are screaming in their car. They're so, (laughs) they're like, yes, she gets it. Yes. 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 I mean, I, I listen I, I mean, I call all my parents in the beginning of the year and they say, Miss J, it is wonderful to meet you, but they're really not that, that, that great at reading and they don't really love it that much. And I say, it's, it's okay. It's okay. No worries. No worries. Um, just, just give them a couple months with me and we'll be all right. Okay. And I don't think that I have the, the magic recipe or the pixie dust or anything. I really don't. But, um, you know, it's just something about loving what you do you know, having a wonderful team. It is definitely not all me ever. I have the best mentor in the district. If you're listening right now, Ms. Gill, I love you. (laughs) I have the best mentor in the district and the best team. I think that ELA all the way, but um, every subject is important. And I think that it takes the right teacher in a lot of different subjects to instill that in the kids. And, you know, it's sometimes what you're meant to do is not always your first choice, but it ends up being something that you can you can make your mark on your world, you know, when you find it. And it's it's been awesome. So, yeah. Y'all both kind of reference your experience in college and mm-hmm. how it kind of shaped, made or break, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> of where you went. I remember, um, like you, I I leaned into what I was best at. So I've been a communicator my whole life, my whole life. And uh, we had an engineering school. Like everyone wanted to be an engineer in my school. And I was like, y'all are studying all night long. Y'all are up all night. Y'all are like spending the night in the engineering building. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And, and there's this conversation that people have. Like if you work really hard at something, like that's when it's worth it. And I'm like, 
or if you're just really naturally good at something and you lean into it, you could be so much better. So I appreciate you for sharing that story. And then I appreciate you for saying, well, I was thinking about third grade. But then there's also a beauty in it's not always peaches and cream. <laughs> and and some days you have to go back to what it means you know, when your eyes are closed, what you're looking for, because there's a lot of roadblocks. So I love that y'all aren't just, you know, it's two different experiences, but they're both rooted in the same of you went after what your heart wanted you to do. Love that. This is why y'all are winners. Uh, do you have a favorite classroom assignment that you do that like every year or every time, you know, what's going to happen, you know, you know how the st- students are going to get excited or, you know, you know, it's going to be the one thing that like, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I can. I mean, yeah, I, of course. Well, I, I don't I don't have a favorite. I mean, there's so many. And now that we change curriculums, it's we wiped the whole slate clean and we started over. So, you know, my kids always ask me, Miss J, did you read this with your peeps last year? And I say, no, you guys are the first people to do this with me. So really, this year was all brand new. But ironically, today. I have I did a lesson that I have done for the past three years since I started teaching, and it's actually um, Kobe Bryant's Dear Basketball. Oh, I love it. Yes. It is so beautiful. And now it's even more beautiful, you know, that he made such an impact on the world. And now that he's gone, you know, it's just it's so nostalgic to read it. And he has a paired short film that goes with the poem that he wrote that won an Oscar. So now people have made like tributes with it. And the kids and I, we just, we just enjoy that so much. I mean, you cannot tell me, nobody can tell me that poems are boring and nobody can tell me that they haven't read a good story before. Nobody can tell me, even me, who's like with nonfiction, I can find a good one. You know, you can find a good anything when it comes to reading, but we ironically today we did that I've done for every year for the past three years. And it is so beautiful to watch kids who, you know, may not be that into poetry, may not be that into reading, just be so engrossed in it. It's so cool. I mean, that poem is so beautiful, but there's so many things that, you know, we do that is so fun every, every single day. It's how you make it. It's how you teach it every single day and it's the the resources that you bring in with it to make it exciting and it's how you present it it's all you know it's all the full picture but I really I really enjoy teaching that the the lesson that I taught today so (laughs) (laughs) that was we had such a good time and you know, it's fun to relate it to the kids because uh, I always say that love starts sprouting in the sixth grade around the end of the year because they're, you know, they're really feeling themselves. <laughs> and so this Dear Basketball is written kind of as like a love letter to basketball. And, you know, he says, you know, I fell in love with you and I gave you my all and I hustled down the court for the ball. Every loose I ball. wish y'all and could I, see her right now. Oh my now. gosh, it's so <laughs> funny. And there's this part where it says, you know, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And I go down my room and I go, ah, and I come out of the tunnel in there because they can't see it. And I say, can you see it now? Ah, and I'm like running. I'm like, ah, you know, you know, he's like running out of the tunnel. But I'm like, what does it mean that he never saw the end of the tunnel? And they're like, well, he thought he'd play forever, Miss J. And I'm like, that's right. I'm like, that is right. I said, it's his it's his love for the game and how, you know, we talk about it. We re- relate some of the stanzas to their lives and how he, he said at one point, you know, I didn't sign up for the challenge. I signed up for you. I signed up for the game because I loved it. And I said, you know, some of those people, some of those Uh, peeps out there who kind of like that challenge and they like that chase. That's not what he wanted. That wasn't the kind of puppy love he wanted. I said, he wanted the love. He wanted the true love. He said, I don't need the challenge. I could compete against them all. He wanted that true love. And the kids, it's just so funny to, you know, like enjoy it with them and tie in their lives. And I, I just feel like it's every day. I, I don't know ever what to choose if, if we pick a favorite. That but. was so good, though. Like, I mean, now I'm like, man, yeah, I want to go to the I'm going to go read the book. I mean, the, um, the poem the when I get home. Film too. Oh, my I God. The it's short beautiful. Film, but I didn't, I didn't hear it the way you just read it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm going to have to go watch it again. So anyways, that's what we did today. <laughs> Her favorite lesson was today's lesson. <laughs> what about you? 
Um, it's really weird because um, having having to follow that story up, it's one of those things where I'm realizing, just thinking about as she was speaking, that I actually really enjoy when I get to do literature with my kids because I I didn't like reading. I don't like reading unless it's in Spanish, and I don't know why because I'm actually I really struggle with reading. Like I'm not the fastest reader. I'm not the fastest when it comes to comprehending. Like I remember telling Luke, like I was in the, in the low reading group. Like I know they don't do that anymore, but like I was, you know, third grade, I was in the bottom reading group and I might, you know, we did hooked on phonics. So like for me to say, like, I like teaching my literature stuff is like really weird. Cause I'm not a good strong reader at all. Like I'll read Harry Potter and I have to reread a chapter like three or four times because I'm like, what just happened? I don't know what happened. Have you ever read Harry Potter in Spanish? No, and that is a goal of mine. Um, But it's one of those things like somehow when I read in Spanish, even though I don't know every word, and I tell my kids like, it's okay, I don't know every word. Like you don't know every word in English. I don't know every word in Spanish. That's fine. But I'll understand it a little bit better. Maybe because I have to work harder at it because Spanish isn't, Spanish is kind of like my first language, but not really because I grew up in the household learning it. But you know, English took was dominant. So, do your does your mom and dad speak Spanish? My parents speak Spanish. Everybody in my family speaks Spanish, but it's more like Spanglish, like gotcha. Tex-Mex. So, mm-hmm. my like my grandparents and my parents they know Spanish, and then I know Spanish. But then, like my siblings, they kind of know Spanish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, but it's one of those things where like I was watching her as she was telling the story of like doing the poem, uh, the Kobe Bryant poem. And, like that's kind of like what I am whenever we do. Um, we'll read La Casa de Bernada Alba. And we'll read um, uh, Don Quixote. And so we'll only read like the first chapter one and chapter eight of Don Quixote. But in both of those, I make it a big deal of like having the kids. I want them to act it out. They don't. So then I have to be the one that's actually doing everything. And so like in chapter one is kind of like the setup of everything. So, you know, it's the boring chapter because we're learning who Don Quixote is. But in chapter eight, we get to, you know, he's in it. He's fighting against the giants that he sees. And so... I have to act it out because my kids are like just reading it out loud in class like this. I'm like, no, like, act, like he's screaming. You need to scream. I need for you to yell. And so then I'll act it out and I'll grab, I have like little, I'm um, like a ruler and a baton that I use for Bernardo Alba, but I'll grab it. And it's like, he's taking it and he's hitting things and he doesn't know what he's hitting, but then he gets it stuck and then he goes flying and I'll, I'll throw my sticks so that the kids realize like, this is what just happened. And he, you know, like my kids are like, why are you acting this? Because y'all aren't reading the way it's supposed to be read. And I do the same Represent thing. Represent this book. Respect I do the, the same book. thing with Bernardo Alba because I'm like in the, you know, first act is like boring the setup. And in the second act, like there's a little bit of drama between the sisters. But in the third act, you know, we find out that this sister's sleeping with this sister's fiance. And then we find out that mom's going to go shoot the boyfriend. And then something happens to the sister where we hear a loud noise. And they're just like, and then she does this. Oh no, what are you doing? I was like, no, you need to yell. And so like whenever there's a loud noise, I'll take a chair and just throw it. And I'm like, yeah, like that's what you're supposed to do. You're not acting it out. And so it's just one of those things where like, I like anything where I can get the kids to be active participants. They don't want to participate, but I force them to. Um, but yeah, anything where I can just get, for me, anything where I can be loud and obnoxious and get my kids to be active um, is what I like to do. But yeah, like listening to Miss Jay talk about like doing the poem, I was like, yeah, like I realized like my literature stuff is actually my favorite stuff because we're reading it. I like, I first of all, I like, I like Don Quixote. Not all of them. Some of them are boring, but there are some chapters that are really interesting. But Bernardo Alba, like I really like it because there's so many points. It's a play. Like we're reading a play in class and you guys aren't acting out. So I'm trying to get them to do that. And so I've realized I want to incorporate more literature just because it is fun. I think it's fun. I know they don't think it's fun. But I think it's fun. And so if I think it's fun, I'm going to make it fun. And then by the time they leave my class, all my kids are so like, wait, first of all, Mr. Luna, that play was awesome. Like, why isn't that a telenovela? It's like almost all telenovelas are like this. Like, you guys know this. Like, sisters cheating on her sister's husband and all this. You know that that that's what it is. Telenovela right here. We're doing it in a class. And second, they're like, wait, I just read a play in your class in Spanish. I was like, yeah. What about it? I didn't think I could read in Spanish. Fools, you've been doing that the whole year. I just made you do it out loud for once. So they're just very, I think my kids, when we do it, they're like, oh, wow, I actually can do this stuff. I was like, yeah, you guys always have can have been able to. You just are shy and timid, and that's fine. I'll work with that. We have a full, what, how, how long is the school year? Nine months? Nine months to get you to be outlandish and outspoken as I am. 
So it's going to get there. And so right now there kind of are because we're about to start. To, so today they actually did um, El Siglo de Oro. So we have to set up why is Don Quixote so important. And so they don't know. <laughs> well, unless they listen to the podcast. They don't know that when we do chapter one and chapter eight <laughs> that I'm going to be acting a fool. And they're going to be looking at me like, who is this crazy man in my classroom? And why is he my teacher? <laughs> I love uh, that. But yeah. Okay. So uh, two more questions. The first one is, I mean, it was a pandemic year. I mean, you were here last year and you were here last year. So you had like half pandemic and then like full pandemic. Anything like lessons learned? Like what would you have told yourself? Your old, your, what would your May self tell your August self? Or July self is probably when it was all really bad. Like, oh God, what's going to happen? I would probably tell myself it'll be fine. Like it's going to be fine. Don't stress out. And this will actually, even with everything, this was probably one of my favorite years because of the small class sizes. Like, yes, I had virtual kids. So I had virtual kids and I had um, my face-to-face. So I was doing both. But sorry, virtual kids. But I focused <laughs> a lot on my face-to-face kids because they were there. And it, like when you're you know communicating with them and they're responding back, it's so much easier so I was able to really make bonds. Like, I think I love all my kids, but I think this group of face-to-face, they're going to be the ones that you think about. So I have sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So seniors in four years, so five, six. So in six years, when they're all graduating from college, I'm going to be looking for those posts on Facebook. But like, I did it. You know, I'm graduating. What do I do now? Like one of my kids actually, she posted last night that she's graduating with a degree in communications, I think actually. And so I was like, yes, awesome. Congratulations. She, and she, she, she said, it's like, so I guess I adult. And I was like, yeah, and it's going to suck, but it's also going to be really awesome. So I'm, I'm waiting because I think with this group of kids, the bonds that we formed this year, especially with my face-to-face kids, like nothing's going to destroy that. Love that. That's so amazing. I, um, each year is, it's so, I I don't know, it sounds cliche, but each year is beautiful in its own way. You just got to take it and you got to run with it. We, we, you can never expect anything in life. You can't, you know, this is the job we love. It, It is the reason that we're here. I mean, we're we're there for the kids. We're there for the people that keep us around, you know? And it doesn't matter ever what we're thrown. We're we're always going to do the job and we're going to love it and we're going to make the best of it. And I you know, it was challenging at times, but I mean, with the right preparation and with the right organization and being ready for those things that might just happen, you know, and taking advantage of different resources that, you know, for the virtual kids to take care of them too. That was a big thing that I really tried to focus on. You know, I didn't want them to feel like they were left out. I wanted them to be a part of things all the time. So I had to start getting creative and coming up with ways that I could also put that energy on them. So they felt like they were still a part of it. You know, you're still my peep this year. I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to make sure that you get everything that you need so you can be successful too, because everybody's situation wasn't the same. I know a handful of kids who wanted to be there. They wanted to be there, but you know, regardless of the circumstance, everybody went through something different, you know, and it wasn't our job to ask questions. It was our job to provide that educational opportunity for every kid out there. And I just think that that was important. You love them for what they come to you with. You love them for the circumstance and the situation that they're standing in. And I don't know, that's it. That's how it is every year. You know, it's just, you just take it the good with the bad and you just roll with it and you love the ones you got. I always say that the ones that are put on your roster at the beginning of the year, those are my, that is my focus. They are Every single one of them, you are my priority this year. I'm going to put everything that I have into you because you just got stuck with me. (laughs) You got stuck with me on your roster. And I'm going to make sure that, you know, by the time that the year is over, that we did what we could, you know. And I don't know. I just think that the year was hard um, in many ways, but you just got to you got to go for it. And you got to give them that same love that you gave every other year and just got to go. You got to go with it. So 
I think it was it was it was a good year. I think it was as good as it could be, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was. Well, uh this podcast is gonna air at the end of Teacher Appreciation Week. Awesome. Um, <laughs> it really should be like a whole lifetime long. You know, no, a week is not long enough to appreciate teachers like you in the classrooms doing the hard work, growing the next set of leaders, you know. Uh so really thank you all for what you do. And I hope that you have ended the year with a bang, ended the week with a bang, and really go out knowing you know I've I've really helped someone so I appreciate you and if you don't hear from anyone else which I know you will uh you mentioned this is my very last question that we had nine did you know this nine first days of school this school year uh-huh. she was counting uh, <laughs> yes we did <laughs> when we were talking about bringing the kids back and I wrote this is the last first day of school. Yes. Someone read it and was like, is it really? And I said, yeah. I remember going to all the first day of school visits with the superintendent. Here's the first wave of kids, the second wave of kids. We came back in the beginning of the year and then we did it one last time in hopes that like students felt welcome to come back. Tell me, like, what did you, what did you do on your last first day? Do you remember? You know, each first day, each first day that the like the waves of them coming in, you know, I thought it was sometimes you're like, oh, who are you? You know, because it was like it was like, oh, I'm I'm super happy to see you. And they're like looking at me like, don't you know who I am? But I'm like, I, I know all your names. I promise you I do. I know everybody. But you know, who are you? Because I've never seen their face before. You know, even if they've been on my, you know, live lesson all this time, you know, they they really can't have the cameras on. So it's just like, I haven't, I haven't seen you before, but it is so wonderful to have them. There's nothing like classroom energy. I always say it virtual is I, again, everybody had a different circumstance this year and people who had to work with it. I applaud every single person. I applaud every single parent, educator, student, there were, there were, you know, my 11 year olds, you are many college students and people out there who are younger than that. I mean, holy smokies. It was like, whoa. I mean, I couldn't believe the turnout that we had of these virtual kids who showed up every day and literally did the best that they could. I'm like, your kids are going to be amazing college students because that's college in a nutshell. But when they came in, I mean, Oh, it was so awesome, especially during Christmas time when I talked to a lot of the parents. I'm like, they're like, what should we do? And I said, at the end of the day, it's up to you and your family, but there's nothing like having them in person. There is nothing like classroom energy and them being there and experiencing it and hearing the kids and seeing us and being right here. I can help you right here, right now. But, um, when they came in every every first day of school, I mean, every every time was so awesome. I mean, the kids felt like there was a wrench in their plan because they they the kids in in person this year, this the small class sizes, like you mentioned, you know, they got so spoiled this year with all the attention that, you know, they got that one-on-one that you, that small group that you rarely ever get. And when somebody new would come in, they're like, who's this person? I'm like, well, they, they're a part of our kid. They're part of our class. Like, you know, but it was, it was as a teacher, you know, it was a little, it, it was literally like doing it over again. Every time I'm like, welcome. This is me. This is the class. Everybody go around. This is the rules. Most importantly, this is what I expect. This is. And then I said, and at one point in time, you know, I'd have a kid, one of my, my students stand up and they'd say, this is the rules. This is what you do when you come in. I mean, they knew everything the, the, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time they were like, Oh my gosh. I mean, some of them, they knew everything that what to do. I said, you guys could teach my class next year, <laughs> but, um, the kids every time, you know, for me, it's so awesome. It's so exciting to just bring them in. And I want every kid to feel that, to feel that energy and that excitement, even if it's only, you know, earlier this week, even if it's only for the last month of school, every student, if they are there and they are in school, you should feel that before you leave because you've been here. I told the kids, oh, they've been here, but they have just been online. They've been some, they've, they've been following along this whole time. You know about this book, don't you? And they're like, I'm like, yes, absolutely. You've been here. It's just that now we get to have you in person. So it's been so, it's been awesome. <laughs> it's different in high school. It is because we actually get then double the nine because we're 8AB day. Oh, so you do it twice. Yeah, so we do it <laughs> twice because I'm oh, wow. going back thinking, I was like, that's right, because we did 
10th graders, A through L, but that's A day, B day. But then the next, uh, that Wednesday and Thursday, were then 10th graders, M through Z, A day, B day. Okay. So we actually do twice as many oh, first wow. times. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that with high school. Because of the fact that we're A day, B day. We're A day, B day. And honestly, like the very first day of like the school year where we were all virtual, it, I was just like, oh my God, you logged in. Thank you. Like, I'm not just sitting here because... <laughs> It's one thing for elementary kids to log in because they're going to because they don't know yet. They don't know that they actually can say no. They don't know that they have choices and op- options. Like they can be like, I don't have to log in today. So I was like, these kids are not going to log in. And like they they logged in. I was like, wow. And then obviously, I think after like week two, it just stopped. They're like, I don't need to do like, I know what we're doing. We're good. Like, I don't need to. I don't need the teacher to help me. So like, I think that for me was one of the things with the virtual, even though it's like, y'all, y'all know this is Spanish, right? Like. I know not all of you speak Spanish, but it was fine. Um, but getting to get the kids back face to face is just always great. And like, I know some people get over overwhelmed because they got to do the rules and got to do this and that. But I'm like, they're high school kids. They should know how to act. I'm going to be like, raise your hand. If I'm talking, you're not talking. Do the work. That's it. Like, yeah, you know, we're good. Like, I don't have a lot of like rules. Um, I mean, like, I don't have to like, guide them as much as like a sixth grader class because like hey like you've been in school for however many years i don't even i can't do math that's why i don't teach math but uh, you know it's one of those things where like you've been here for so long like you don't i shouldn't have to tell you what the expectations are so every single time that we get kids like i get i got kids today for the first time because i didn't get them yesterday i didn't get anybody yesterday so i got them today for the first time um and i was like hey romance hey yenny hey lorena Okay, so we're just going to go straight into it. Like, I didn't do anything. There was no introductions. We're, we're jumping going in. straight into it. We're going straight into it because, A, I don't have time because I need to make sure that we're still doing things. And, B, like, you guys know what's up. You've been, you know, if you've been doing what you're supposed to do, like, you know, like, we just ended a unit. We're starting a brand unit. So, you know, I love it when we get the kids. And I even with, like, my kids that were actually face-to-face, they will, you know, because they know, they know the rules. They know how to work the system. Um, they'll take like a month off and then come back like, like, hey, how you been? Hi, my name's Mr. Luna. And just to make a big deal because I'm like, thank you for coming back. I've been concerned, but I knew that you were going to be back. So, you know, I, thank you for not answering any of the emails or remind messages or school <laughs> messages I sent you. But I knew that you were getting them because, you know, you know what? I always request re- red receipts whenever I send something to a high school kid because <laughs> I, I tell high school kids like always do a red receipt. If you really want to know if that your teacher got something, red receipt us. We'll answer or we won't, but at least you'll <laughs> but know, you know we, we got it, but you know, we got it. So I do that to them too. And I'm like, I know you didn't answer it. Look at you I teaching them skills. I, it's just one of those things where like, you know, if you want to be in the classroom, you're going to be in the classroom. If you don't, you don't. But I, I, what I've realized this year is if a kid's able to do it, they're going to get it done. And when they don't, they will ask you for help. If they know that you're someone that they can ask for help. And I guarantee every kid who's asked me for help, it was always the very first email was very like, Hi, Mr. Luna. I'm in your da-da-da-da class, and I just have a question about this assignment. I was wondering about And then by the time, you know, we're here at this point, Mr. Luna, I don't get this. Can you help? That's all it is. And then I'd be like, okay, well, give me more information. Because <laughs> at that point, they're, they're so comfortable that they don't feel like they have to really, they feel like I'm psychic and that I can read their minds <laughs> from wherever they're currently staying to where I am at like 9 o'clock at night because that's when they decided to message me. <laughs> I'm like... Tell me more specific details. But I love it. I love getting the kids back. Like, I know there there were teachers that were stressed out this week because, you know, it's two weeks and then final start at the high school level. And I don't know. I'm not going to say this because I I don't want kids to be like, well, the teacher of the year said this on the podcast. So I'm just going to be like, finals are coming up. And so I know a lot of kids are already planning what they're going to do for finals. So this really is like the last two weeks that I'm ever going to get to see these kids. So I'm taking like, like with my seniors, we're we're doing this. Like we're doing the work, but I'm cherishing cherishing every moment with the seniors because that's it. I'm never gonna see those kids ever again unless they decide to come back for homecoming or come back for a visit. And they do occasionally. But like this really is it. So if I have a senior coming back, like it's all love and hugs because this is it. Like I had a kid come by today who's a senior and we were just talking as if it would, he'd been there the entire time. You know, and it's just one of those things where, like the seniors are why you do this, you know, high school, you want that senior year. Sorry. Why does this always happen? (laughs) But it really is. It's, you know, like getting to work with high school level, um, you know, you only get them 
fifth and sixth grade two years. So like I get them for three years. And if they're part of the AA program, I get them for four years. And it's so cool to get to see them grow up because in two years they grow up a lot. But in three or four years, like the growth as just like a person is exponential. And you're like, wow, why weren't you this cool of a kid when I had you as a sophomore? <laughs> I've said that to kids. I'm like, you were a brat as a sophomore, <laughs> but you're the coolest kid now. And I'm so thankful I taught you. And so it's just one of those things where I'll always accept a kid in my classroom because I don't care. Like, I want to get to know you, but like, we've got a finite amount of time. So whether it's two weeks or 187 days, like, let's, let's figure, let's get to know each other and figure it out. Maybe you'll like me, maybe you won't, but you're going to learn something. I love it. And it's a great place to end. So I could probably sit here all day and hear y'all talk, you know, laugh at you and your your animation and then try to figure out when you're going to get triggered. But it's beautiful. It's so amazing. We don't get to see classrooms all the time, especially during this year. We didn't get to really go and hang out. But watching teachers teach is it's a it's a very it's a blessing to be able to see it because it's not something anyone can do the right person has to do it and we're lucky to have two of the right people sitting right here so uh end of the episode coming this is this is episode nine um i've cried this this <laughs> this season i've laughed we've talked we've talked to some of the <laughs> most craziest people we've talked to board members we've talked to namesakes we've talked to y'all um Chiefs, the superintendent, y'all have been in great company, and I'm so happy to have had this conversation. Anything y'all want to say to the audience while you're here? You only have a finite amount of time. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> I'm using it. I love it. I don't know. Just enjoy it. Yeah. If you're a teacher, I respect you in the utmost capacity. And if you're a student, keep going. You will find what you love. You will. Mm-hmm. Can you come say that to my high school kids? Because <laughs> I think they really just need to hear that, especially they, they my seniors. Will. So they now will. you should just invite her to your school. Yeah, you totally, like, totally should. Like, I, you know what? For my, I have a third period program, so I think I might have you come and talk to me. I, I totally would. I would. I'm holding you to it. Podcast is the proof. The seat's <laughs> right here. Do you want me to do it this year? No, next year, because I'm going to need Next year. Okay. My, my third period are seniors this year. So I totally will. Leave me. Yeah. Next year's a new group. I love it. We 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 made receipts today. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. You guys have a great week. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you.